Welcome from the College Commando. First, I want to tell you a little bit about myself so that you will know that what I'm about to tell you is the truth, and I really do know what I'm talking about. I'm a wife and a mother and a high school teacher. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you turn me off, hear me out. I said I'm a mother, but I am not your mother. I will tell you straight stuff, not what you might want to hear. Not what will make you look good. Not what will coddle you. I've worked at universities and junior colleges. And I have expedited six college degrees, almost seven, since my son is just now entering graduate school. Um, I know the ins and outs of college and college life. Because I've struggled through two degrees myself. I've helped my husband uh, through three degrees. And my son through one degree. And... um, It's all because I just stuck in there. I wasn't afraid to ask the hard questions, and I just got it done. Um, A commando is a member of a team that's trained to operate quickly and aggressively in especially urgent and threatening situations. So I'm here to uh, operate quickly and aggressively and teach you how to do the same thing in urgent college situations, uh, threatening situations, situations you're not familiar with that you've never done before. But I have, and so um, even though I might have some years on you, I promise to tell it like it is. Um, Through my experience, I think I can save you some time, can make going to college doable, and maybe even make it a great experience. I'm going to start off at the very beginning. I realize that some of you may be in the big middle of college already, and if so, good for you, Um, or Maybe you're at that dreaded Christmas break of your freshman year. Your first college grades are in the books and you didn't do as well as you thought you were going to? Well, hey, that's okay. Just listen up. Throughout my podcasts, I'm going to be covering stuff that's going to be important to everybody. Um, I'll be talking about what it, what you need to uh, get to, into college. My first podcast is going to be about ACT tests. And why you go to college in the first place. In later podcasts, I'll be talking about not only what you need to do to get into college and when to do it, but how to pay for it, uh, what tricks you'll need to know to be successful once you're there. I'm going to cover how to choose a major, how to study, how to take great notes, how to do well on your tests, how to write research papers, how to balance your time between class and studying and partying. I'm also going to tell you who to talk to on campus when things are going well for you and when they're not. So, it doesn't really matter if you're still in high school or just starting college or even someone who's been in the workforce for a while and maybe is thinking about going back to college or going to college for the first time. I think I have something for everybody, so stay tuned. In fact, why don't you subscribe right now? so you won't miss even one exciting episode. So thanks for hanging in there with me, and now let's get started. Um, You've decided you wanted to go to college. Well, first let me tell you what a great decision you have made. Let me give you some statistics. 
every bit of education that you get after high school increases the chances that you're going to earn great pay. Most college graduates earn more money during their working years than people who stop their education in high school earn. Um, the more education you get, the more likely it is you'll always have a job. Um, in fact, according to one estimate, by the year 2028, there are going to be 19 million more jobs for educated workers than there are qualified people to fill them. Continuing education after high school is much more important for you guys than it was for your parents' generation. Today, most good jobs require more than a high school diploma. Um, businesses want to hire people who know how to think and solve problems. Education beyond high school gives you a lot of other benefits, including meeting new people, um, taking part in new opportunities, exploring your interests, and experiencing some success on your own. And I think that's really important. Let's talk a little bit about expected lifetime earnings. After all, that is a part of what life is all about, even though it's not the most important part. We all have to make a living to pay for a place to live, food, clothing, to speak nothing of vacations, big screen TVs, and video games. A person with a professional degree, like an MD or a DDS, will make over $4.4 million over their lifetime. If you have a doctoral degree, $3.4 million, which is what most university professors have. And we're talking over a lifetime here. With a master's degree, which is usually two to three years beyond the first college degree, you can expect to make $2.5 million. A bachelor's degree, which usually takes four to five years, two to one, two point one million. An associate degree or a two-year degree that is the terminal degree at a community or a junior college, about one point six million. If you have some college, you could expect to make one point five million. High school graduates, one point two million. And if you don't even graduate from high school, you could only be expected to make a million dollars over your entire lifetime. Now, these are not my numbers. These come from the United States Census Bureau. So you can see you've made the right choice. I mean, you know, 4.4 million as opposed to only 1 million. Come on. One of the first things you're going to need to do, though, before you even start applying to college is take the entrance exams. Now, this might be the ACT or the SAT, depending on what kind of college you apply on planning, you plan on applying to. Um, state colleges and junior colleges usually require the ACT test, and private schools often require the SAT test. Now, the major difference is that the ACT is an achievement test. It measures what you have learned in school, whereas the, the SAT is more of an aptitude test. It tests your reasoning and verbal abilities. Um, now, the ACT has up to five components. There's English and math and reading and science, and you can take an optional writing test. The SAT has only three components. That is critical reasoning, math, and they have a required writing test. Now, the SAT has a correction for guessing, and that means they take off for wrong answers. Um, the ACT is scored based on the number of correct answers with no penalty for guessing. Now, you can schedule a test online or at a testing center, which is usually your local high school. They cost around $40 and you need to be sure that you register before the deadline for the test you want to take or they'll hit you with a huge late fee. 
Um, if you're strapped for money, it might be a good idea to wait until the next testing session, if you can, rather than pay the late fee. And if not, go ahead and suck it up. Tell yourself you should have looked in this before now and learn your first big lesson here. Plan ahead or you're going to have to pay later. The ACT is offered six times a year in September, October, December, February, April, and June. And the basic cost is $32 and allows you to report scores to four different colleges. Now, if you take the writing test, which some colleges require, most don't, the cost is $47. Um, the ACT is a curriculum-based test. It's not an aptitude test or an IQ test. The questions um, are directly related to what you are supposed to have learned in high school. That's why I always suggest that you take a couple of practice tests or do a little studying or play Trivial Pursuit with yourself before taking the ACT. Some of you might not have been paying a lot of attention in high school. Um, the average score of all students taking the ACT in 2008 was 21.1. The highest possible score is 36, but less than one-tenth of one percent get a perfect score, so don't worry about that. You can take the ACT up to 12 times total, but only once per national test date. A lot of kids take the test over and over and over again, trying to do better the next time. But national statistics show that 50, only 55% increased their composite score on a retest. 22% showed no change at all. And 26, 23%, I'm sorry, 23% actually decreased their composite score on the retest. The important thing to remember is the last score that you make is the one that counts, even though, even if it's lower than the ones you did before. So don't take it over and over and over again. I suggest that you might take it twice. Um, once in your junior year, if you're in high school still, and then again as a senior. And if you're already out of school, take it and see how you do. If you think you learned a little bit about the test and can prepare for it better the next time, you know, you took it, now you know what it all entails, and you go, man, I, I think I could do better next time if I just tried it again, then go ahead and take it again. Um, a great website to visit to find out more about the ACT is www.actstudent.org. That site, it's actstudent.org. That site will give you all kinds of information like the test dates, the online preparation, um, practice questions, test taking tips, a description of all the tests and how to get your scores and how to register to take the test. You can even receive an ACT question of the day via email to help you get ready. I think that's pretty cool. Um, the SAT is offered in October, November, December, January, March, May, and June. The cost for the SAT is $45. Now, there are additional fees for registering by phone or if you have to make a change of test type or the testing center or a date change. So make sure you get it right the first time. They also have very healthy late fees and standby fees. The initial cost includes sending your scores to four colleges, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, remember that the SAT is an aptitude test. It measures critical thinking and reasoning skills. SAT scores are mostly required by private schools who seem to be more interested in what you can learn than what you have learned. So once again, it's a good idea to take practice tests to see how the questions are asked and what kinds of information you need and what kind of thinking you'll have to do on this test. Um, the SAT counts off for guessing, so it's better to leave a question blank 
than just to take a wild-ass guess. Go ahead and guess on the ACT. It won't count against you. Um, a great website for more information about the SAT is www.collegeboard.com. It's B-O-A-R-D, collegeboard.com. And there you can register for the test using a credit or debit card. You can take practice tests and you can get an SAT question of the day sent to you via email as well. Now, test day is coming up. You know, you're all prepared. You, you think you're doing well. I want to give you some tips to help you do your very best. Um, I currently administer the ACT test at my high school, and I see lots of stressed out people on test day. You know, so take my advice and do some good things. Think about this. This is a test that's going to determine whether or not you can get into college, okay? So, and it's one day. It's one half of one day. So for the day before that, you know, you could skip one staying up until 4 a.m. playing video games for yourself. I mean, you know, get some good rest. You, you need to get a good night's sleep the day before the test. Um, you need to eat breakfast. You know, you're going to be at the test center for a couple of hours, well, half a day, and you're going to get hungry. So eat some breakfast. Uh, bring an ID with you, a photo ID. And when you register, they will send you um, an admission ticket. So be sure that you bring your admission ticket with you. You have to bring a couple of number two pencils and a good eraser. Um, a pencil is required to fill in the little bubbles. And you cannot use mechanical pencils because they, they have the wrong kind of lead sometimes and they punch holes through the answer sheet. And you cannot use a pen. So be sure you bring number two pencils. Um, bring a calculator. Make sure you've got fresh batteries. And make sure it's a calculator you know how to use and one that's approved by the ACT and the SAT people because there are some calculators that are not approved. But you can learn all that on the websites. Bring some snacks with you. You know, bring a backpack or a purse and put, put some snacks in, something to drink. You can't bring any food items, have them out during the test, but you do get a short break during the testing session, and you can eat or drink any snacks you brought with you during that break. Um, a healthy snack will help you stay alert during the entire test. You need to get there by 7.45 in the morning in case, unless they tell you something different, but be sure you're early. You'll get out around noon, noon 30, something like that. So, you know, it's a full half a day. Um, be sure that you um, bring some chewing gum. This is another great tip. Studies have shown that the act of chewing actually increases the blood flow to your brain and allows you to think more clearly. So take some chewing gum along with you, okay? Well, that about wraps it up for this first installment of Secrets of a College Commando. I hope you like this. And I hope this information was helpful to you. Um, start doing some research. Find out about the tests you need to take. Get registered and start practicing. Um, tune in next week and find out how to choose your college and a little bit about how to pay for it. Remember, I'm going to kind of skip through getting you started into college, but I will get into the stuff for you guys that are already in college to hopefully help you out. Um, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you drop me a line. Uh, you can email me at college.commando at yahoo.com or you can comment right here at this podcast. This show is here for you, so if you have a question, let me know and I'll try to find an answer for you. So, see you next time and this is College Commando signing off.